What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast Show. I'm your host, LeBron Stephan. But you can call me LBZ, L Boogie, Big Bron, 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 B, Ron, LB, Bronny. The choice is yours. Welcome to episode 88. We have a very, very special guest, Gerard Black, aka Jay Black, is on the show today. Yes, yes. Uh, Houston native, Houston, Texas native. Played his high school football at Cypress Falls High School. From there, he was recruited and chose Iowa State University to further his football career. Uh, played two years there, appearing in three games. From there, he transferred to Southeastern Louisiana University, where he graduated. Uh, I believe he played one or two years of professional arena football. Now he's doing really, really cool things in the music in, in the music industry, uh, starting a group called Minus Two. That's that's the word minus and the number two with one of his former teammates from Iowa State University. I'm also doing really, really cool things um, in, in, in the corporate area as well. So, man, super, super excited to get Gerard J. Black on his show. Just send him the link. And once he jumps on, we'll find out his after effect and, and, and have this wonderful conversation. So just send him the link. And once he jumps on, we will Go in. My dog, I can't. No, I can't hear you. Can you, can you hear me? Oh, I said you can't hear me. I can hear you now, my, my guy. <laughs> What's happening, man, 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 what's good with you, bro? Man, bro, just, you know. Let's be on Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, same, man. I'm glad you was, we was able to uh, tap in. I, I was telling you, um, what was that, last week, I remember when I had first started this, like, way three, four years ago, I wanted to get you and Colin on, man. So it's been a been a journey. Yeah. How, how, how you doing, bro? Man, great, bro. You know, just out here working hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I see I see you. Um so you 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 juggling both right now. You're doing corporate and you're doing the music. Yeah, man. So, you know, I've been doing the music for a while since uh that's the reason I moved out to LA, right? So like right. 2017, 2018. So crazy mm -hmm. enough, it's been like six years. Yeah. Um, so doing that, and that's been cool, you know, growing some numbers, which is always nice to see. Yes, sir. Um, and man, you know, I was in tech when I first when I got to California, I was like really just finding my way. I moved out here with like no car, no right. nothing. Fit, fit, figuring it out. Yeah. You know, figuring it out like everybody else. You know what I'm right. saying? And um, yeah, I had, I worked at like a sauna studio downtown, then hopped mm. in like a startup, mm. and then Oracle for a little while, and then got with a start, another startup. And then, um, yeah, man, now I've been doing my own thing. Um, I am an independent freight broker. So pretty much uh, I have my own like third party logistics company. So I've been doing that full time, just the music and, you right. know, the logistics shit. So it's been cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, salute, man. We're going we, we gonna to dive into it, man. I don't, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know we both busy, man. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 do some current events. And then let's, you know, let, let's dive into your story, man. So this is called the After Effect Podcast Show. Started it three years ago. What, June of 2020, man. It's always been my belief. That all of us athletes, man, we have an after effect or an aftershock, you know what I mean, from our careers, the wins, the losses, the injuries, you know, you know, the pain, the the experiences, the 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 nepotism, racism, whatever your experience was, man. And a lot of times guys like us, you know, if you don't make it to that highest level, you never really get to tell your story. You know what I mean? So this is a uh, free and safe space. 
for us to kind of like relive that journey, talk about some good times, bad times, and hopefully try to push the culture forward and get more guys, um, you know, like us to have a platform to talk about their story. If that makes sense. No doubt. Super yeah. dope, man. Yeah, Love yeah, you. definitely, man. So let, let's hop into just two current events, man. I know it's only week, well, going on week six, but uh, who do you have, you know, taking the home in the NFL this year, man? Man, you know, it's kind of hard to not say the Eagles right now because they looking crazy, bro. Yes, yes. Um, just, just, also, like, just like last year, just like last year. Just like last year, you know, but it's hard to like, also you got the Chiefs who are also looking, you know, right on pace to do that again. And, you know, right. the Dolphins are nice. So, right. Yeah, right. it's just you know, it's cool to see competition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I agree, man. Uh I mean, I think that, you know, Miami started off hot last year. So I really want to see if everybody can stay healthy and you know, if they can win some of those games in the cold. Um, um but yeah, like you said, just like last year, man, the Eagles look unbeatable, but it's all you know, it's all about winning those big games in the playoffs, man. They almost got it done, but you know, you right. never you never can count my homes out. You, you know, you know, we getting older, man. So a lot of the guys that I play with are kind of like out of the league. But right. it's, st it's still a few that are still there. So I always find myself rooting for the Buffalo Bills because Micah Hyde is still there. That's my guy. He's from Ohio. And he's yes, still he, he's still balling, actually. So I, I find yeah. myself rooting for them. Um, You know, obviously, Josh Allen is a baller, man. But yeah, man, well, I mean, you know, you know, we'll see. I'm I, you know, I'm a super fan. I'm I'm, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan from, from Cleveland. I, I know. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> Right, right. So, uh, yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, Watson can Deshaun Watson can stay healthy, man, and everybody can stay healthy. We see we do, but yeah, it's been some entertaining football so far. Yeah, yeah. Getting after it. Getting after it. Getting after it. Since you played D tackle, man, like who who do you find yourself still kind of gravitating to? Um, you know, just when you watch games. I mean, obviously, other than like maybe Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, man, it's who the well, it's a lot of people like they Fletcher, have Fletcher Cox with the Eagles. You know, it's a couple, it's a couple guys that ball young boys with the Eagles from Georgia, Davis and uh Cameron. Like, yeah, I mean, I just like to look at them move. I like right. uh watching like Bosa because Bosa for 49ers, he completely like changed his body, you know what I mean? Like, his yeah. shit looks out there, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, he a creative player. He a creative player right, out there. Exactly. You know, like you gotta recognize when when they, they people take that next step. You know what I mean? So right. like when you see that, um, and then a lot of the cats that I, uh, you know, might have trained with at a certain point in time, I always root for those guys that are still playing. Same. Same. Um, he's playing. I think he plays for the Packers now. Like he was a super cool guy. We trained in Dallas together. Okay. So yeah, yeah. He's been playing well. Yeah, he's been playing well, you know, a bunch of those cats. So being yeah. uh, that and, yeah, a few dudes I still keep up with, you know what I'm right. saying? My boy, right. I, Delonte Scott, okay. he was the uh, Falcons in the preseason. He was the Steelers last year. Okay. Uh, be on the lookout for him. He, he's for a sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, we getting older, man. One of my pretty much best friends from college, uh, Mike Daniels, you know, he played about 10 years in the league. <laughs> And uh, he hasn't officially retired yet, so like we talk pretty much every other week. So I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him on here. I'm like, hey man, like whenever you want to announce your right. retirement, hey, let's, you know, right. let's, 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 <laughs> hey, jump on the pod, man. You know, su support an independent <laughs> podcaster. You know, right, right, right. But yeah, Come man, on, it's, it's, it's so crazy just to dive back in those memories. And I know you play with a lot of guys that made it too, man. But 
to see, you know, your guys who you may have shared a dorm room with or, you know what I'm saying, 18, 19, 20, really young, trying to figure it out. To see these guys pay 10 years in the league and make 50 million and be able to take care of their families for generations, man. It's a, you know, we're, we're blessed, like beyond, beyond measure. You know what I mean? Even right. just, just, even just as far as we took it, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. blessed just to be, you know, in that process and just being able to, you know, not necessarily the end goal that most people want, but hey, you got to recognize how hard you have worked and right. even being around the people like, Y'all are blood, sweat, tears together. You know what I'm saying? So if that dude is making multi-million dollars, that's, you know, we together. You know, it's, we right. Right. it's, it's like you made it too. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like right. everybody experiences success in different phases of their life, bro. You know what exactly. I mean? So exactly. If you see somebody, you know, thriving, bro, sincerely be happy for them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Same, yeah. man. Last, uh, yeah. last current event, man. What do you think about Colorado, man? You know, I just saw a post um prime time has raised the revenue uh <laughs> for colorado 900 percent man and and not even one calendar year and literally i think they hired him in february so we want we we, just, we talking about an eight month turnaround you know what i mean what's your thoughts about that i mean obviously once we talk about our college experience we'll dive into the nil deals and the transfer portal it's so different from when we play yeah, but i know right, but i know, right. but I know but you transferred too, so that it would be that'll be a good point to, to speak about. But what's your thought about just what what primetime is doing to college football? Man, number one is you know, I it's super, it's beautiful to me, bro. Like what he's doing, not only for like himself and like his his family, but like also just to be like give people that winning attitude and right. like able to do and make them dudes believe mm -hmm. is like so dope. I love it. I mean, you know, I got like, I maybe got like two plays in me, but hey, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, right. Let's, you got, you got any eligibility left. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, <laughs> but now, nah, man, I think it's really dope, bro. I, I'm always rooting for him. You know what I'm saying? Just for him right. as a person. Now, like, I mean, it's Deion Sanders, bro. You know, we, right. we were right on this dude. Exactly. You know? He gonna always he attract, was, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, I think that's a Colorado. I played the Colorado a lot in college. They ain't never been that good. Like right. that. Right. Yeah, like not that. like that. Right. Crazy. No disrespect to Colorado, but that's, you know, that, right. that's crazy now, bro. Like, they got a different type of athlete. And, yeah, uh, man. All I, that transfer portal. It's it real. Up, it's real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know what? How he's turned it around, man, from 1-11. and 11, And, you know what I mean? They're 4-2 and two right now. I told, I, I've been telling a few people, I'm seeing 8-4. and four, You know what I mean? They 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 may drop two more or 9-3, or and three, but... When you talk about about that turnaround from one to eleven to even they all they've already won four games, they'll probably get into a bowl. You know what right. I mean? Like that 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 usually takes three two to three years to turn to turn a program around like that. You know what I mean? So the First level, day. yeah, the level of 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 quickness of how he's turning around so quick is like it's 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 unprecedented. Like you know what I mean? A lot of coaches aren't doing that at all. You know what I mean? It usually That's takes so time, man. So the heart, yeah. the heart, yeah. Yeah, he yeah he's he's killing it, man. Absolutely, I I I love to see it. You know what I mean? Uh, I I always say, you know, they they came out with the transfer portal just a little too late. They needed to come out with that, and two, you know, twenty ten, we could at least got two years of that. You know, what man. I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, these guys making real money. I call it I call it like the starts of life, starts your life out funds. Like when you graduate college, you know, and you're trying to figure hey. life out. 
at least you don't have to worry about the monitor and you can actually go and do what you want to do. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. facts, man. So, yeah. man, talk about, uh, you know, Houston, Texas native, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Houston, Texas, uh, born and raised Galveston, Texas, which is like, you know, about 45 hour away from Houston, bro. Okay, yeah. So we was born the same year, man, 89, millennials. Man, talk yes, about, you know, growing up in, in, in the state of Texas in the 90s, man. Obviously, you know, we grew up a lot different than the kids now, right? Uh, internet didn't come out till 98. You know what I mean? Yeah. You really had to uh, be outside and 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 play and talk and interact. And it was a more right. interactive world, man. So just give us an inside look on on what it was like growing, growing up, man. Any childhood memories that stand out to you? Yeah, man. I mean, life was a little bit more simple back in the day. Like I said, I grew up in Galveston. That's an island at the bottom of Texas. So... Mm -hmm. Bro, I grew up on the water. Like, my people fish a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that was the way of life down there. And then we moved to Houston, uh, me and my parents. My parents would have me super young, right? My mom was 16, dad was 19. Same, so, same. That's so funny, super, the exact same age as my, as my mother and my father. <laughs> that, bro, you know? And so, yeah, man, I mean, essentially, as you know, like, we grew up with our parents, you know? So yeah. my mom school, my pops was doing football for a while. Then he decided to come back and take care of me, mm -hmm. which I was super grateful for and uh yeah i mean i grew up about around a bunch of family mm -hmm. you know earlier years grew up in the church you know what i'm saying and yeah bro outside boys <laughs> outside you two hand right. I, I grew up playing baseball as well before okay football. okay so, like heavy baseball like we outside and and you yeah, just kind of you just kind of like stumbled you just kind of stumbled stumbled on football or yeah, man. I mean, like, I was really good at baseball naturally, which was really dope. So, like, it was something I was naturally good at. And then football was, like, the next coolest thing in my book. You know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> so, I went to it. I, I was at, like, eight. You know, it's Texas, bro. So, we got full pads. That, and I was playing with the 10, 11-year-olds. Right. So, at here, because they're like, bro, you too big to be, you know, <laughs> you know <over> here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. Made the all-star team my first year. Nice. And going after that bro okay okay so i i, I see you played your ball at um cypress cypress falls in high school um, know. Yes, yeah man yeah so talk about because I, I always talk about that light switch that hit on for guys usually in high school right for for me it was 10th grade but i like hearing from other guys when that light switch hit on for them sometimes it's ninth grade if you if you really advance like a like a like a jordan burns scene just like a freak he felt like his came on when he in eighth grade so yeah. with when did you feel like once you got into high school and, and you know, you started, you started, you starting to start varsity and you starting to get letters and, you know, things are really starting to pick up. When did you feel like that light switch hit on for you where it's like, oh man, like I could really do that. Cause for me, I remember I have vivid memories of like, you know, my father, like laying a newspaper out on the, on the living room floor. And yeah. then, you know, I, I, I'm eating my little food, my McDonald's or whatever and watching all the games with him on Saturday, watching Ohio State, watching Miami, you know, you know, watching the U, watching all these games and thinking as a little kid, eight, nine or ten, like, man, like, I man, I really want to do that one day. You know right. what I mean? And then but then like growing and just developing. And then in 10th grade, I'm starting varsity. I make all conference like I'm starting to get letters. I get my first offer. So then it's like, oh, shit, like, I no, I can actually I might <laughs> actually like go to school for free. and Actually do this like and play on national TV like. And that, that's when it kind of hit on when I, when I was around about 15. Like, oh, no, nah, bro, you can actually do this. So when was that for you? Bro, honestly, you know, my the dope thing, God rest my dad. So he he used to preach, like, a lot of things at a young age, like, you know, mentioning the NFL and all this at a young age. To, just like your dad, like, get you yeah. 
used to it. You know what right, I mean? Right. Mine, I'm already like in that mode. So mm -hmm, I really, mm -hmm. my my letters didn't really come to like the end of my sophomore junior year. I got on varsity like uh my sophomore year. Okay. And I was blessed, bro, because the dudes I played with, like we've been playing since like, you know, the damn fifth grade together. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Really, when I started seeing all those cats start getting letters, you know right. what I'm saying? They're, they're getting from, I'm like, oh, oh shit. All right. Well, like, yeah. Oh, look, you know what I'm saying? And then when I started getting my letters, I'm like, okay, I could actually do this because these are dudes that I know and they playing and like right. I'm with them, you know what I'm saying? Right. So my my end of my sophomore junior uh year, I was really like, okay, I could really like do this. And then by exactly. my senior year, it was I on was, the popping. I was, I was like, yo, whoever is in front of me is it gets it. You all feel gas, me? all gas, no brakes. All gas, he dies, he dies. Right, right. That's real, man. That, that's real. Cause like, man, it's crazy. Like, even when you're that young, once that light switch hits on, it's kind of like it's like you're dialed in. Once you know that you can like do it and get there, then it's like you're dialed in. Like you said, you trying to. You trying to get that film out. You trying to ball, like dominate every game to, you know, get the best offers and, and what rankings or whatever, go to the best camps, all that. And I think it's really just like, I mean, if we go like a little bit deeper level, I think it's more so like for me at least was like a law of attraction thing, you know, where it's like, right. okay, people who I'm, I've been playing with for so long, my peers, like my dogs. You know, yeah. These dudes are starting to be ranked. And then like, you know, it. because uh, to be honest, like, Sophomore year, okay, you meet all the older guys who are getting scholarships, and I'm like, whoa, you know. But when it starts to actually happen to you, it's right. like, oh, okay, cool. And then right. like all these dudes start getting the big schools, and like I think you know, thank God, it's kind of like wiped off me positively, and I was like, all right, bet, like I could really do this, you know what I'm saying? Right. right. It was like, okay, yeah, it's this is me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I completely agree with the law of attraction, like kind of like manifesting you know, what, what you see. And, right. and I think that positive, that positive talk from home from your parents is, is huge because if, if you dream big and then your parents shoot it down, like you're going to dream small, you're not going to feel like you, you're, you're, you're allowed to dream big. So, so you you know, your parents adding to that and making you feel like you can actually do it. Like my parents were the same way. So, you know, I, yeah. I you know, I, I love that, you know, they, they did that for me. Real shit, real yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. So man, yeah. talk talk about the recruiting process if you can remember who are you hearing from? Maybe who was like your top three? What yep. business did you take? And then yep. why why ultimately Iowa State? So um the recruiting process was super dope for you, man. I mean, I I went to, like I said, in high school, we were a really good football team. So we went to state our senior year, okay. which was like you know, a big deal in Texas. And right. you know, I had my top three were Honestly, Iowa State wasn't like necessarily in my top three, but I was like, okay. all right, bet. I really wanted to go either Texas A and M, um, Miami, or Missouri. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. Do okay. and Iowa State just so happened to come in as uh, that year that Texas beat USC. Mm -hmm. Coach with Vince Young, I remember that. Everybody know him at that time. Uh -huh. He got a head coaching job at Iowa State. So he uh, comes to the crib like, yo, <laughs> you know, like I had him on and everything. Right. And like, All right, bet. You know what I mean? Like, let's, okay. Let's okay. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So in your opinion, it was kind of easy decision. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, in a way, now that I'm older, they definitely like pimps a lot, like they're recruiting, you know? <laughs> right, right. They pimp, you know what I'm saying? They, they, so, they, they, talk, they talk that talk yeah, to get you, you know, to believe, just to get you to commit. Just to get you to commit, <laughs> you know? Like, um, so I went on my Iowa State visit. Texas A&M, was, that's literally down the road, so I was there a lot, bro. Like, they knew, you know, it wasn't, didn't even feel like a visit at that point. Right, um, right. And I was supposed to go to a Mizzou visit, okay. and bro, I didn't even go. Like okay. everything, and that—that's—that's that's the vibe. I, you know, senior year, you fully like, I right, bet, like, yeah, they, yeah, you you know where you already told go. me went to the league in two or three years. I'm like, all right, bet, right, <laughs> right. No, I did the same thing, man. I um, so I visited Wisconsin, and then I visited Iowa, <laughs> but I was supposed to visit Purdue. And uh, I, I believe Michigan State. I was and now uh, th looking back at it, I I should have took all my visits. You know what For I mean? Sure. Because sure. actually looking at the defenses now, like you know, just from a more mature uh, individual, like I fit better in 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 other defensive schemes. You know, at, at other schools. So, uh, but you know, like my parents didn't go to college. I didn't. My my high school coach is, is very popular. Uh, shout out to Coach Gin um, at Glenville High School. But yeah. you know. His thing was more so going where he felt comfortable, where he felt like you know his guys would be taken care of. You know what I mean? And there were are there were already a few guys you know at the University of Iowa uh, from that high school. So we was trying to kind of like make it like a secondary pipeline. We already had so many guys going to Ohio State, killing it. Troy Smith, one of the Heisman, Ted again, Dante Whitner, all these first round picks. So we were trying to be that secondary. So it's like okay, if you can't, you know, if you don't get that Ohio State offer, okay. Come out here with us to Iowa. We gonna kill it. Uh, but you know they 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 did it all that. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Iowa, Iowa wasn't having that. <laughs> but that that that's how we were thinking about it. Uh, so that's you know that's ultimately you know why I chose them, man. But uh, so talk about man the transition. Like I love highlighting this, bro, because not enough people talk about it. You know, you go from that you know the high school senior. You're like the man. You're like the homecoming king. You're living with your parents. You know, maybe you got a little car, got a little girlfriend, whatever. And then, you know, you go, you transition to college, right? You're on your own. Like, you you got to set your own alarms to wake up for your workouts and go to class. And, you know, you're a full independent person. You get your training table meals, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Like, you really got to set out your day. You're, you're, you're an adult. Like, you know, you're in college. So right. what was that transition for you like? I know, I don't think um, the state of Iowa is too far from Texas, but what was it like just striking out on your own and that transition? I got to be honest, and I'm always transparent. It was very hard for me, you know. I'm it was great. I was about to ask you, was rough. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from the inner city of Cleveland, like, and then I go to Iowa City, Iowa, where it's 98% white. It's not too many people that look like me, other than the athletes. And right. you know, in in high school, people don't like stare at you, but you just you know you get on the campus bus to go to class, people are staring at you, like you know you're you're a Division One athlete, so right. Trying to ingratiate myself in that atmosphere and just trying to get used to talking talking to people and just making friends and stuff like that it was actually yeah. hard for me it took me about six months i didn't really feel comfortable until i would say you know we reported to camp in august i would like maybe to like december you know like during bowl prep is when i finally felt like okay like this is iowa city okay i'm i'm comfortable but it took it took me a while so how was your transition bro it was the same exact thing like i came in that summer as you know with the summer workouts and it wasn't really anybody there so you get close with the your class and then also like the team right. so when came it was like okay first of all i had no idea where iowa was before i went there you know what i'm saying <laughs> right so like 
I'm thinking it's about to be something, you know, and because I grew up in kind of like a melting pot where it was just like everything, you know what I'm saying? Okay, very diverse. Yeah, very diverse. Okay. I mean, when I'm, should I say when I moved to Houston, like uh, middle school, high school, when we moved to the suburbs outside of the inner city of Houston, mm -hmm. melting pot. So okay. I get to Iowa, it's like, as you say, it's like extra, you know what I mean? It's 98. <laughs> right, right, it's, right. So I was like, oh, you know, and like, me coming from Texas, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you are taught to be very aware of your surrounding and like, you know, don't smile that much, you know what I'm saying? Right, Stuff. right, right, right. <laughs> but I know, you feel right. me? And I, the Iowa State and people are like, yo, like, so it is your boy okay? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy, like, I'm cool. Right. So the, I'm, the social aspect, it takes a while to like to feel, acclimate. yeah, yeah, to acclimate yourself to the social aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm super grateful for it, man. Like I said, that definitely put me, you know, outside of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. which you know, now looking back at it, I, I really needed that because I'm talking by, you know, my senior year, I'm hanging out with most of the hockey team more than, you know, yeah. football. I'm hanging exactly. out with everybody. Right, right, right. And that's and, and that's super dope, man. Yeah, I, I always like highlighting that, highlighting that, man. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it, this is a good transition, man. Talk about um, you know, deciding to transfer, you know, from Iowa State. And then, you know, back then in 2010, there was no transfer portal. You couldn't, man, I see God, you couldn't transfer from like one Big 12 school to another Big 12 school and play Five. the next year and, si and sign an NIL deal and, <laughs> like, like, and get all these brand deals. Like, it's so different now. Like, so talk about that, that transition because back then it was automatic. You had to sit out a year. And yeah. for the most of the time, a coach, the coach, the your former coach, isn't going to sign off for you to go to a school in the same conference. You had to, you had to go to a school out of that conference. So you was you were in the Big Twelve, you would have had to yeah. come to the Big Ten, or you would have had to go to the MAC, or you, you know what I mean? It was so different. So talk about, talk about you that you transferring and then ultimately choosing uh southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, man. So. Uh, I Chizik left. He went and won a national championship the direct next year from Iowa State to Auburn. Yeah, so I remember I, that. What do I do? You know what I'm saying? So the new coach coming in, he was from Iowa. And I'm like, okay, you know. Is that Matt Campbell? No, that's not Matt Campbell before. It's uh, Paul Rose. Okay, Rose. okay, okay. And, yeah, like, at first, when he first got there, they had this dude named Coach Price who unfortunately passed not too long ago, but he was at Ole Miss before at our year when we were there. Mm -hmm. And he got Iowa State. Dude, super cool. He came, they came in the wintertime, you know. He's like, yo, my family transparently does not want to be here. Our mom is sick. So yeah. I'm gonna go back to this, you know? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so out of desperation, they call the, our DC's son, who's never coached D line, played linebacker at South Carolina. Short dude, Brian. <laughs> his dad was his defensive coordinator, you know. So this is the okay. type of okay, right, right. right. So, okay, so, all right. So you follow me? So, sound sounds like nepotism, but yeah. right, okay, okay. <laughs> so he gets there, and I've never, I've never not gotten along with a coach before. So like, it really affected me mentally, bro. That yeah. like me. We wasn't on the same page, you know. Yeah, I went through the same and, thing at Iowa. Same thing. Yeah, with, so with, with, my, with, my, with my D line coach. Yep. So it was just like so because I, I loved Iowa State and like I graduated from there, you know, and everything. I graduated early, but it's like, all right, cool, you know, like this isn't for me. And that was like a hard decision that I had to make. Mm -hmm. If I if I wanted to do anything, because they were just gonna let me rot, you know what I'm right. saying? Like 
they, that's just what they were going to do because I didn't right. fit their right. what they want. Right. So I decided to leave. And just like you said, no, and I did no transfer portal. I called Texas a <laughs> like, yo, like I'm on the phone. Coach Sherman was the coach at that time. Uh-huh. Uh, he like, all right, let me call you back. I'm, I'm like, man, I'm going to Texas a they like, bro, you got to sit out two years. I'm like, two? Yeah. Wow. Two years if you want to come to Big 12. I'm like, wow. oh, no. That's what I so, mean. And it's like, it's like, man, back then it was like, you know, like some guys would transfer, but most guys you were trying to avoid transferring because were, at because, the least you you're gonna have to set out one year, two years, uh, you're gonna have to red, you know, red shirt, gray shirt, you know uh, what I mean? So the, the numbers were just odd back then. So most guys would try to stick it out. You only transferred if you just really uh, if you really just didn't rock with the coaches, or you could tell they didn't, you know, they didn't want you to succeed in your career. Right, right. And that was the vibe. That was the exact vibe that I had from them, you know? Right, So, right. okay, cool. And, you know, these boys now, they treat them own, their selves as, as an entity, which is more so us. We were, like, team more than it was that, you know? Man, that is the perfect way to put it because now these guys, the transfer portal is essentially free agency. That, that, that's essentially what it is. So, like you said, these guys are making real money at whatever university they're at. And they are entities. Most of them have business accounts. They're making plenty of money. So if they like, okay, if I get into it with a coach, if a coach don't F with me or, or he like, I, I, I can feel the energy of like, he don't want me to ball. He's trying to hold me back. Like I could, okay, I'm jumping in the transfer portal. I'm going to find somebody who can help me succeed and get to that next level. Like, and so that's what's so different. Like you said, we're more a team. I call it, I call it stubborn because I was raised so tough even though I knew the D-line coach of Iowa did not fuck with me at all, like, I knew that he did not want me to succeed. Like, I'm I'm so stubborn. I'm like, man, I'm going to prove him I'm a, wrong. Yeah, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to still right. start, which I still did. I'm going to prove him wrong. And it's like, as you get older and you reflect, you see that, man, you can't prove them wrong. It, <laughs> if they don't want you to succeed, they'll, they'll find any reason to take you off the field and make it seem like it's so far. Like you, you can't, you can't fight that. You know what I right, mean? Right. It's, Looking it's, at it from a more developed mindset. Right. 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 Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's a business. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And like, we, we in college with, we trying to figure out what we gonna eat and stuff like that. And these dudes are, we forget that these dudes are getting paid millions of dollars. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so like, it's like more so just young and naive to the point right. where like you don't know. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. High school, you know, where you like, okay, like you're know, like, nah. <laughs> right. It's, it's it's big business, big business. It's especially big back business. then, especially back then, like you know, we weren't, you know, we're we we were not getting compensated, you know, like the players do now. So I'm I'm super happy for all the players, man. So how how was that transition from? <laughs> and I love hearing guys' stories. Cause you know, guys going from that top tier D one, you got your own cafeteria, you got your own training table, steaks, shrimp, like lobster every day. <laughs> what was it like going from that A one D one top tier treatment, and then going to so southeastern Louisiana? Was that a D two or D one double A or? Or D one double A. Okay, so so that that's not, that's not that bad, but still, what was that transition like? I know you like like oh, we don't got our own. Cafeteria, nah. we don't got our own cooks. Like we don't, we don't get twenty meals a week, or we don't, <laughs> we don't got our own plane. Uh, we don't got our own plane that we go on all the away games too. Like <laughs> it was a crazy experience because you know you get there and you're like, okay, 
like obviously like I'm here now and the facilities, you know what I mean? Like are just not great. Like some high school level, <laughs> in the middle, like, you know, whatever the cafeteria, it was ridiculous. Like jail food. It was just free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so for real, like they, it was crazy. Now, the good thing about moving to Louisiana is like some stuff is just like really good. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Also in college, like, they pretty much giving you alcohol for free in Louisiana. Oh, right, you know? right. And, okay. Um, so, yeah, just being in that vibe in Louisiana was cool. But, yeah, just as far as the program, bro, we, it was – It was different. It was, off. It was different, but you, bro. But you was on the field and you was balling, which is awesome, which was ultimately the goal. Right. right. So, like, you know, now that I'm older – or even, even back then, like, I was always super grateful for them – but I was just like, man, it's like this shit is not great. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, I know I love I love I love hearing God's stories and like just hearing that honesty, man. Cause like, you know, obviously you transferring to to further your career, but you know, sometimes the infrastructure of the campuses just ain't the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> Had promise or not even promise, but they were trying to like recruit it as like we got all these dudes transferring, which they did have a few couple dudes who I'm super okay. close with who transferred in. Okay. And everybody they was cool, you know what I'm saying? But right. they painted a picture of like some completely different. We we <laughs> want maybe like one or two games, bro. <laughs> they always do, don't they? <laughs> right. Shout out okay. to them, bro. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them, man. Yeah. So, you know, talk about the 2012 NFL draft. You know, what like like what were you hearing? You know, I love highlighting this, man, because you know. Actually, you know, for years, I never wanted to revisit that day. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you grow up thinking things going to happen and then you experience that day and it don't happen, man. So talk about leading up to the NFL draft. Where did you train? What were you hearing? And then just talk about going through the process of ultimately not getting drafted and then figuring out, um, you know, P you know, undrafted PFA deals. And, you yeah. know, and then us ultimately meeting, um, I want to say January of 2013, Choosing yep. that arena route, obviously, we knew we needed some professional film. We still chasing right. the dream. We also right. need to agree with Wisconsin. But talk about that 2012 draft and navigating those, like, next, I want to say, seven months from April to the end of the year. Man, I mean, it was, like, it was some of the realest stuff as, as a young man, you know, like, just figuring out yourself. If it, this is a dream that you've always had, right? So, right. Southeastern, boom, we ended the season. It's like, whatever. Then I'm like, okay, where am I going to train? Well, my what was dope about there is the two strict conditioning coaches that were there, strict and conditioning coaches, they were both previous year NFL. Okay. So, like, okay. one was with the Jets. Nice. So, they were like, yo, like, we'll train you and a few other dudes, like, here, because we know. So, I'm like, all right, bet. You know, I'll stay here. So ended up staying Southeastern, trained. Um, by the end of my senior season, it was like six round to like prefer free agent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, bet. So I trained there. Like, honestly, get some very solid training, bro. Like, honestly, incredible training. Super grateful for those dudes. Um, got me in great shape. Mm -hmm. Did the pro day. But once again, this is us being at a small school in Louisiana. Right. LSU. Day, you know, bro, we only uh, had we only had two uh really one um scout at the pro day. Wow, okay. And I'll never forget it was Joe Vitt Jr., who at that time was a defensive coordinator. This was his son, you know what I mean, for the Saints. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So came out, 
did my thing, did did well, bro. Like legit, you know what I'm saying? Like hit like maybe like 34 on the bench. On the like, bench, okay. Doing, you know, did well, and they yeah. hit me up. Not even, you know, 20 minutes later, like, yo, we loved you. Like, you know, what's your draft number? I hear that. I'm like, oh, these, I'm about to get drafted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, boom, all that comes over. Draft day comes. Well, um, my college roommate and a few other the bros who, you know, we, I, as you know, just like you and uh, Claiborne, y'all get like a brotherhood, you know? So right. they're like, right. yo, I'm about to, uh, everybody's going back to Ames for the draft. Like, we're going to go out there and train or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, literally drive to Ames, right? Thinking right. I, I um, <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> and I'll never forget it, bro. It was a very humbling experience. Mm-hmm. You know, got the group messages, you know, everybody like, oh, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go here. We had a few dudes, my boy KO, who you know, I'm sure you know, he yeah. uh, got in the uh second round. So everybody was super happy for him. Right. And everybody in the circle Peace. got drafted. Or not right. drafted, but uh, signed. Right. And Dra- drafted I, or signed a uh, priority for your free agent deals, like like ASAP. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So <laughs> I go to this lake where I always go fishing at uh, in Iowa. Like I said, I fish a lot, so that was just kind of like a, I go out there and I cry my eyes out, bro. Yeah, man. Yes. You know, called I called my agent who at my agent at that time he had bigger players, you know, like some high dollar players. So I'm like, I know I'm getting something. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um. Yeah, bro. I called him and he I never he said, Yeah, bro, I don't got nothing for you. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. That when that real shit set in, when boy. Real shit set in, bro. <laughs> and you know, you cannot, I of course, after that, you at me as a person, as my friends, I was super uh, it, it was super happy for all those dudes, right? But it was just super embarrassing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And man. the humble pie, yes, just the wrong, ever, stuff. Yes, stuff. man. Yes, bro. Like. Yeah, Man, that that that's the perfect word, bro. Embarrassed because, you know, you know, the same thing kind of happened for me, man. Like, you know, I'm just at the crib and like. I was in the same group chat, too, like, and so, you know, I, I stayed at Iowa and fought through it because a lot of our guys went to the league, like either drafted or, or free agent deals. Like we had at, at one point we were second behind Alabama with the number of guys in the league. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? And, yeah, man. So I'm like, okay, if I stick it out, if I play decent my senior year, I'll give myself a chance. Probably won't get drafted, but like you say, I I damn near knew that I would sign as as a priority free agent, or I mean, at, or or at the least get 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 a mini camp invite, at least get a chance to go compete, put on a helmet, put on a jersey, compete, show my athleticism, show show what I can do, and then just you know um try to matriculate that and build that from there. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, man. Like you said, embarrassed. Humble pie went undrafted. Then, you know, all my all my guys started hitting me up that that were signing pre-out priority for your right. right. Linebacker signs with the Vikings. This guy signs with the Patriots. This guy, the, the last two guys who didn't sign got mini camp invites. So right. I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, I okay, my agent like, okay, I didn't get no priority free agent deal. I'ma at least get a mini camp invite. Like, like, don't like I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and 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 put on a show. You know what I mean? Right. And I and you know, and I, I, look, I gotta be honest, man. I was the only senior that didn't get anything. The only senior at the University of Iowa that didn't get drafted, priority free agent deal, or get a camp invite. Every it, it, it was, it was, it, it was, it was twelve of us. Everybody yeah. else at least got a mini camp invite that year. Nobody. I was the only one. So it's like, 
you go through so many emotions and obviously obviously i was depressed i didn't leave the house for three three weeks right. and then when i started leaving the house just to go to the corner store just to run errands because you know i was back home in cleveland I'm putting, I'm, I'm turning, if I got on any college gear, I'm turning it inside out. I'm putting on a jacket. Like, like, like I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it because everybody in the city know, like, no, you know, know me for, for sports for, so that's what they see me out. They want to talk, Hey man, what happened? Or you know what I mean, or what, who you signed with? Or, you know, so man, like, it was like, it's like, I had to create a fake, like identity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like put on the jacket, put my hat real low. Like, you know, nobody see, so don't nobody see me. And uh, yeah, man, those emotions was was real, dog. Like, like you real, said, bro. like, like, and yes, like you know, I, I had graduated, we had graduated college, so like, you know, that's a feat, but you know, that's an accomplishment in itself. But the next thing is the NFL. So, like you said, right. that that major, that big slice of humble pie, bro. And then actually just figuring out what to do next, how to navigate that. Like, okay, okay, I, I got to keep working out. I got to work out five times a week, stay in shape. Right. But also, but also. Oh, I'm a college graduate. I got to get a job. I got to, cause I got bills to pay. <laughs> so right. figuring out how, how to work and stay work and work out to stay in shape. And then, okay, damn, what, what teams is my agent hearing from? What, what tryouts can I get once the season starts? And then, okay, if I don't sign with anyone through the season, what's my next step? Do I go play arena ball and get some new film? Do I go and try to CFL? What's my so navigating that was a it was it was a whirlwind, man. I ended up getting one tryout with the Green Bay Packers. Um in December, Clay Matthews got hurt and needed an outside linebacker. Yep. And ultimately, I thought I was gonna sign with them. That's actually why I actually went and played arena football in Green Bay when we met, because I wanted to actually be in the city when it was time for the mini camp in May, June. And you know, that's why I played the whole season, man. So uh talk about your decision to play arena. Um, you know, yeah. after that, na- after navigating that t- that 2012 NFL season, you know, yeah. not not hearing some things, but, you know, you got to stay in shape and you got to work yeah. and things like that. And then ultimately choosing to play arena and just c- continue to pursue the dream. Well, it was cool, man. I mean, like once I went through that, you know, depression phase of like just seeing all your boys on TV and like, many, you know, I'm just like in the dark, just like you, like, oh, my God, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So my boy KO, who like, you know, this is my 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 brother you know what i'm saying like he got yeah. drafted second round yep. start like have with the super bowl he yep. like yo come for you know a week i remember two. man with the ravens and then he went to right. the raiders i remember yeah. so i went out there and like you know it's it the team he was on bro and like just like it was Loaded. just so infectious contagious you know like just you just wanted it so bad right and then it inspired me. And then like my other uh roommate or not, you know, roommate best friend, his name was uh Phil, who I still talk to today, every day. He mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, you know what I mean? So like once again, you know, you meet these people or like being with, with your boys and like you just seeing what it's really like, you know, from a a, a perspective of his, right. it was like, wow, inspiring. So I'm like, all right, bet, like, no, I'm gonna go get it. And I'm a I'm a figure it out, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna get this film. I went to Green Bay because uh, Coach Giles at that time, um, he was my recruiter. Uh, you know how the the scouts come to college, mm-hmm. you know, scouts come to college. Like I talked to him all the time, mm-hmm. so he was like, "Yo, like you come up here, get you some film, and you know we just train." Bet so right. that's the plan. You know what I mean, right. like we got a connection. I saw, I got another agent at that time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. bet, this is perfect. You know, mm-hmm. 
I bro, I worked out like a madman before coming there. Yeah. And so once they hit me up, Coach Fuller, he hit me up like, yo, like, you know, you can come here. We're right next to the Packer. Like, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, bet. Like, I'm it all gonna... made sense. Right. It all made sense, <laughs> you know? So, like, you know, when I got to – when I got to Green Bay, I was on, you know, a war path of like, yo, I got somewhere to be. You know I remember, man. That's the thing about playing the arena. Everybody's hungry. Everybody trying to ball to get that film to move up. Right. Essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Me, you know, me and you, we ended up being roommates. We met, you know, like roommates. you were a <laughs> We had, uh, what you call it, uh, on the other end. Uh, uh, what was my boy name? Uh we uh we had Tim Shelley, we had uh uh when we first started the Q Dog. Uh that remember when we first like got started training camp and everything, he uh, played for, like skins and like I can't remember. Oh yeah, you talking about uh, Byron. Yeah, yeah, Byron. yeah, 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 yeah. Byron. yeah. My dog Byron. Yeah, be will, be will, yeah, yeah, Shout out to him. Yeah. I had I had him on here, so, yeah. Get there and I'm like, all right, like I got yeah. the ballers. We had a squad. Like, yeah, it was that yeah, it was us three. It was me, you and him, yeah, yeah, to starting off. And like, yeah. you know, I've me and you had the whole rivalry thing. So I feel like it was always that we were just young, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just, you know, just super <laughs> pissed off, you know? Yeah, and oh, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I thought it was cool that, that we were roommates. And then, like, I knew that, you know, you had played the Iowa State, man. So it was just, yeah. it, it, it was, it was good fun. But, um, you know, man, talk about, so like you said, you trained your ass off and, and you couldn't wait to get out there. But, man, adversity, like, you know what I'm saying? We all experienced it. Talk about, you know, I think it was our, our first or second, maybe th second or third practice. Boy. And then and you injured your knee, man. So talk yeah. about that, going through that adversity, man. Like, and 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 figuring out, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you should you should call it quits or kind of retire or, you know, or, at, you know, what you were going to do next as far as rehab and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I remember that practice, bro. Like, because it was only like the second or third practice and everybody was like, wow, like, like really just more so couldn't imagine how you felt. Cause we are trying to like stay healthy and move up. Right. You know, but you, but right. you had a real injury and you had to like really rehab. Right, bro. And like, I had never been injured ever, like to that degree ever, you know? So like, it was a preseason game or whatever. We went to oh, Iowa. Yeah, it was a preseason game. Yeah. yeah. See the Rapids. See the Rapids. Like, first preseason game. Like it was super early, you know? Yeah. And um, bro, like I'll never forget it. Flush the quarterback out. I'm running. The dude bloated. So I stopped. And I just hear steps. And the buddy hit me, like, just super dirty, you know. And yeah, the knee. walked off. Next day, I'm thinking, like, you know, it's not – I walked off. You know, I've been walking. It hurts, but right. it's, like, tore. Like, it's tore and everything. And, bro, I just remember being in Green Bay, bro. Mm -hmm. Hospital. You remember I had to stay in the hospital for, like, six weeks because I had to learn oh. how to walk. Yeah, wow. I remember that. I remember. I, you know, we in Green Bay, bro. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I remember, man, like we was roommates. Um, but yeah, when when you got injured, like I remember like I didn't see you for like maybe like a couple months, like you know what I'm saying? Cause you was in the hospital and then you had to figure out and navigate uh physical therapy and everything. Yeah. So I, I remember that's when I had to start like riding with other guys and everything. But yeah, it was tough, man. I mean, it was definitely like a a mental um just challenge uh for me you know my pop came out and you know spent with me i think i had like my my girl who i was dating my ex-girlfriend at that time you know how that yeah, you know, yeah. oh yeah right but, right like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, a few days i'm like all right you need to get you need to leave because you you pissed me off <laughs> right. the world you know what i mean right, you came right. and yeah. i remember though when i they gave me the crutches or whatever and um like really the 
I think it was like a few weeks after that had happened, um, bro, the Buccaneers had called me and was like, yo, like wow. trying to come to this mini camp to, you know, out. Yeah. Yeah. And I just never forget that, bro. Like really like saying yes and then hanging up and taking another step and being like, oh shit. Right. And it back and be like, yo, I can't come. Same thing happened with the Argonauts, Toronto Argonauts, too. Mm-hmm. So just those little things and those experiences, man, it, 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 once again, you go from. It makes now, you a man. <laughs> yeah. And now you go from a feeling of like embarrassed to like feeling silly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Because that's silly. something that you can't really control, you know, an injury like that. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's my first time ever being injured where you like, bro, you no matter how much you rush it, you got to take time, you know, you like have to. Yes, absolutely. Going oh, yeah. under, under, on, under that needle for real. Yeah. It take time. Yeah. 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 It, it, it Like I said, it was it was humbling, but it made me grow, man, in so many different ways like, as a person. You know what I'm absolutely. Absolutely. So, right. so right. like talk about, man, anything that you had to pull from to per- like because you ultimately per- in my eyes, you persevered because you still ended up, I think the next year or the year after that, you still ended up getting that minicamp invite with the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And being yep. with them for a little while. So, like, talk about what you had to pull from to persevere through that, to get your, to get, and what people don't understand is you build up so much strength and endurance and explosion through all those years of college and get getting injured like that, you have to rebuild it all up. So, talking about... Oh persevering through all that getting your strength back to where it was before then ultimately ultimately getting that getting that opportunity with an organization like you know the dallas cowboys which which you being a texas guy is like it's huge really crazy it's crazy yeah bro i mean to be honest man i i it was honestly god and just like people that helps uh like just coincidentally right so like you know i got hurt and i'm like all right well i'm still I still want to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I started the rehab in Green Bay and then I found out through uh what was Jill, remember that lady who was doing the massages and stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. she worked with a, a packer. So, you know, me starting to use her, I'm like, all right, so who would you suggest? So she suggested this lady named Julie Ivensteiner. I ended up going to Minnesota. Um, Jill actually worked at this same building. It was like a workout facility and like all in one, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, went out there, ended up staying in Minnesota for a few months. She got me like right crazy because that nice. was her like the ACL. Yeah. So that got cleared. And then, you know, this dude, crazy dude, God rest his soul, his name is Noel. He was a dude, he, he had a, a, a strict and distant like program facility called Fourth and Inches. Okay. And it was literally specific to D-line, O-line, right? So he was like, yo, you come down here, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll get you ready like for what yeah. you need to be Nice. I'm like, man, once I got cleared, I took all my stuff from Green Bay, drove to Dallas, and just got to it. And, yeah. like, you know, he let them know because he had direct contacts with all these people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he called Dallas up and just let the player personnel person um, know that I was, like, here and available. Right. And, and that minicamp came around. I woke up. I'm at the, the workout facility. Just about to start that workout again. Just, like, you know, just mine on the mission. Locked in. Locked in bro and like they hit me like like phone going off and they're like yo like noel's like yo you need to get to, to dallas facility right now i'm like what <laughs> where the guy get there park get to the facility open the door and i'm like you know my name is draw you know I, I i play here now they signing me so he's like oh we'll have somebody come pick you up 
Dudes open the door. First dude I dap up, Des Bryant. You know what I'm saying? When Des Bryant <laughs> that time, like the guy. You oh know? yeah, he's that dude. Yeah. So and just experiencing like going from like that experience to reaching this point, right? Where I took this dude's hand was like a was crazy, bro. You know, like yeah, get, yeah. But also, you know, just like we said earlier, like realizing it's super dope to where you at, but also like realizing like, yo, you, we got to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. we here. Now it's time to turn it up. You exactly. Know that, that competitive nature in you, you don't have time to delve in the fields of what you, what you're actually doing. Cause you, right. so you, you got to focus on competing and get right. to that next step, getting signed right. and get, you know, getting the training camp. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was an interesting experience, bro. You know, obviously it was super dope. Um, I, my locker is right next to uh, Zach Martin's, and then my the it was Jason Witten a few lockers down from me, you nice. know. So being able to chop it up with him and like you know he's bro he's he's amazing, you know he right. he's real, you know? real and I was going against him once again for my confidence as a player. Mm. I'm like, all right, bet you know that dude's going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Right. He went to Pro Bowl first year, so uh, just getting to like practice get him was. Was super dope and yeah, it was cool, man. But once yeah. that guy um went through like the little mini camp or whatever and mm-hmm. stayed in Dallas for like another year, thinking, you know, well, I'm thinking think they would sign, thinking they would sign you at some point, right? Right, you know, because they like, hey, yo, stay ready. You know, we gonna we. I, you I, already know that the Packers told me that for about a year you straight. Know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're like, all right, bet. Like I'm in the I kept, I kept hitting the player personnel up. I still remember his name. His name was uh for the Packers, uh, Elliot Elliot Wolf. Hey. Elliot Wolf, bro. I kept hitting him up, like you know, hey, I'm staying ready. I'm sending them workout t- videos and right, and ready. Yo, what's right. up? Like, I'm I'm ready when y'all ready, you know. Right. And yeah, man. After yeah, after so long, after you know, a calendar year, year and a half. That's when it, you know, it kind of, it finally hits you. Like, yeah, all right, like you know. So, you know, a day that I love talking about with guys is kind of the day you knew. That it, you know, that that it was over, that it was time to transition, you know, to the next thing in your life. What do you remember about that day? Like, was it like for me, it was a, it was a specific day, but I've talked to a lot of different athletes where it was more of like a window of time. It's like, you know, a month, a couple months where like that it's a window of time where it's like, OK, yeah, I think it's time for me to transition. Like it's like, kind of like one foot in, one foot out. If I get a call, OK, I'm going to stay ready. But I'm yeah. also looking at my, you know, did my next career or my next thing that maybe I want to do. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was a it was honestly a, a, a life event, bro, that really pushed me to the next step. I had a workout with the Giants, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't in shape like I was like, you know, not as much shape as I thought I was in. Right. And like just training something or some shit like that happened, you know? Okay. So after that, I'm like, what am I, what am I, I, bro, I worked so hard until like, you know, the last, probably that last year, just because, right. you know, hey, after a while, you're like, fuck, all right. right. <laughs> you know, I'm going yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's over with. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they hit me and in my mind. And then, and so after that didn't go well, I'm like, all right, what do I do? You know what I mean? And bro, my, my pops had passed and that was a wake up call of all wake up calls, you know? Cause it was yeah. like, okay, when you realize how fragile and, you know, short life is, you know, 
And right. that it was an event that happened, you know what I'm saying, where he got sick. And I, you know, I was with him when he died and just like all these real last things happened. Real experiences, real, real life experiences, experiences, yeah. Bro, you know, and so that woke me up forever. That changed my whole paradigm. It was a paradigm shift. Paradigm bro. shift, yeah. So it's like, all right, I gotta, I'm now the head of my family. So now I have to, you know, really grow figure up. some things out. Yeah. They figured some things out, but like create the life that I want to live. You know what I mean? Like there's other ways to do this. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, so, so yeah, it just when that happened, I was like, all right, let me let me figure yeah. this shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 I love that, bro, because because <laughs> you know, for some reason, athletes, when you don't make it or you feel like it's about to be over, you got to transition. It's like it's like the world is ending. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it, it feels like the world is ending. And then once you finally get on that other side and you're like, oh, no, like the world is not ending. I can actually live a life worth living without right. football or right. like it, any and anything that I want to do. I can live a life worth living like and life is not over, even though I've had this. 15 to 18 year relationship with this sport like it's gonna be okay right <laughs> when you get okay. on the other side like that that feeling is very calm it's like okay okay yeah it is man it is a whole nother life to live other than just being a full-time athlete you know what right. i mean bro the thing <laughs> that i was in uh i was at the beach in venice and it was like 2000 like when i first moved out here and mm -hmm. i was but uh, I met this dude, these people from Germany, you know, mm -hmm. and these are like hard Germans, you know, like, and I was like, oh, you know, I play football. You know, you try to do a little, I play football. I did this. And they're like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And I realized like, oh, this is a very small fraction of right, what. Right. Of, of from the world. In a lot of countries, they don't even watch um, foot. Well, American football. You right. Know, they, American. Watch, they watch football. They watch soccer. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 So just having them little moments, you know, when you realize like, oh, OK, like all oh, this shit is brand new to me. It's scary as hell. You know what I yeah. mean? New I'm new like, is I'm... always scary. New is always scary. New is always scary and comfortable. But after a while, you're like, oh, this is actually like a blessing that you can find something else to yeah. like be, you know, passionate about and do exactly. stuff, figure out life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So I just got a couple more questions, man. We'll keep you much longer. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, you know, this, and this is something I love talking about. I love talking to former athletes who, who decided to tap into their creativity. Right. Because to be honest, it's not that many of us, you know what I mean? Like it, like, and, and before, before I get your take, you know, it was, I had to, when I finally felt like I was done playing ball, you know, I played with you in green Bay 2013. Yep. Yep. And then I moved to Atlanta and I just did the full CFL circuit. Like I tried oh. out for all every damn CFL oh. team in oh. twenty in 2014 and 2015. Then I'm like, didn't they all told me the same thing? We love you, you're an athlete, stay ready. 2016 hit. I'm like, man, I still want to play. I'm 27. I might still want to play. So end up signing with with the uh Des Moines, uh, I mean uh, Iowa Barnstormers. And you know, went yeah, to Des Moines yeah. and played. Yeah. And I actually, I still had it, man. It was balling. One player of the week. One player of the week a couple times. Like, like balling. Like, my film was A1. So I'm like, because my whole mental thing was like, okay, if I if I, if I I go out like this, I won't be mad. At least I tried again. Right. And, you know, and then I ended up getting with a, with uh, with John Pert, uh, agent at Sports Star, John Persley, which Mike Daniels put me on with. 
And you know, he had all drafted guys, like he had right. all big guys. Right. Like, but since Mike what Mike has signed his big deal with the Packers and he vouched for me, he like, all right, send me your film. I see what I can do. Right. So, so he actually shopped it around. Like he shopped it around 2016. And I, I, I even personally heard from the linebackers coach for the for the Browns. But every pretty much every team said the same thing. Man, you a hell of a player. Like we really like you. But you know, we feel like we can get what you're giving from a 21 year old. I was 27. Damn. So and 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 it's like, even if we don't, and they really broke it down. Actually, the coach from the Browns really broke it down. He like, even if we get a 21 year old or a 22 year old who who isn't as good as you, he'll be as good as you at like 24. <laughs> and and right now you're 27 and you haven't played the NFL at all. So that's when I was like, that's crazy. I'm like, but like, like it didn't hit me like 2012 did. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I can live with that. You know what right. I mean? I right. can I, I can live with that. At the time I had a, I had a job in Atlanta and the, the, the company was so cool and loved me so much. They let me go on to leave the absence for six months to go to the morning and play. Wow. So I'm, like, I'm like, man, wash my hands with it. I'm good. Bet. Go back to Bet. Atlanta, go back to work. Like now, you know, okay, what's next? Uh, yeah. Luckily I had a job, I could take care of myself. What's next? So I had to, yeah. I went through like an identity crisis, man, because I didn't know who I was outside of ball. Outside Man. of athletics, I Man. didn't know who I was, so I Man. had to I had to go to therapy. I had to die back in my childhood, and I started figuring out like, oh man, I used to be really creative growing up. Man, I used to I used to sketch Pokemon and all my favorite football players, and I used to be in the choir, <laughs> right. and it's just all the all these kind of creative things. So I start exploring. I start getting back to drawing, which I hadn't drew in like ten years. Start getting back to drawing. Right. Start getting back to writing, journaling. Like you said, law of affirmation really just turned my spirituality up, trying to find myself, reinvent myself, if you will. Right. Right. I knew I, I knew that I wanted to lose some weight. So I just I did more cardio, changed my diet up, and just explored spirituality. And then that's yeah. I just kind of fell into um, you know, acting first. And you know, I was in Atlanta, so just doing some like background stuff. Yeah. And it, and it ultimately turned into booking commercials and then then finding representation. And yeah just kind of really, you know, falling into that, that creative spell. So I say all that to say, man, what gave you like the music book? Obviously and I, I introduced it before you jumped on. You're one half of, you know, music group minus two. I believe you have five, five EPs out so far. Yeah, we got Five EPs out. Another one's coming out next month. Um, It's okay. called my thoughts to things. It's available. Okay. Spotify. Right. Of course. Go get that. Go get that. Go get that. So, no, we tracks out how did you find because i mean think about this bro think about this figure let's let's rewind the time 10 years ago you couldn't have never told me in 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 that apartment in green bay that i would be podcasting that i would have seven acting credits i done did about at least 12 commercials you could have never told me or or i I would have my own podcast 88 88 episodes you could have never told me that because I was I was never an in the camera type of guy. Like I just wasn't. Right. You know, I hadn't found myself that way yet. Right. And also, you couldn't have never told me that Jay Black would be in a music group singing like very white and like killing it, sounding good with the retro future sound. Got his own. Yeah. Got his own sound. You just couldn't have never. So like, talk about finding that. Like, was it what gave you the bug to say? Man, let me pick up this mic and let me see if I can 
Like, let me see what I sound like. And then like, okay, how do I find beats? And okay, my boy, who I was super uber cool with at Iowa State, he does music too. Right. And then obviously getting over that fear of being judged for being this big, brolic football player and transition into music. Like, cause yeah. I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure you caught this of people like people saying like, Oh, like, Oh, you are, Oh, you are artist now. Like I got that a lot. Right. Like, Oh, you are, right. oh, you are artist now. Oh, you an actor now. Oh, you a podcaster now. Like, it's like, right. hell yeah, I am. But most people see you, they only see you in that, in that one lane of sports. Right. So like, how did you find it? And then how long did it take you to find the courage to just keep, going because creativity is so it's hard but it's it's it makes your heart smile because like you you know you do music so you start off with nothing with a blank canvas and then you you, you know you make a beat and then you, right. you know you write lyrics and you know right. what i mean you, you find your cadence and it's a whole process man same thing with acting same thing with a podcast this whole thing started just as an ideation so right. What 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 brought this idea to you? And then how did you find ultimately find the courage over time to keep going and to just be your authentic self? Yeah, I mean, for me, we so me and my college roommates do a trip every year. And at this point in time, I hadn't seen these cats because everybody was playing ball or whatever. And it was gotten getting to that point where, like, you know, a lot of people were starting to end, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we like, all right, bet. So we all met up, rented a house, uh, Airbnb joint in San Diego. And my boy Colin, who I do music with, that was my college roommate, you know, one of like mm -hmm. by our junior, senior year, like it was just me and him, two bedroom apartment, you know what I mean? Right. So he was always in the music and saying like, yo, I'm gonna make music, you know, back in the day, he had a keyboard at the crib, everything, you know, okay. me, okay. I ain't never, you know, I kind of styled <laughs> like that, but it wasn't nothing crazy, you know? Right, right. So um, he gets, we link up in San Diego. He's like, bro, you know, like you should consider if you can come out to LA for a day, check out what I got going with these beats, bro. Like, and so I extended the trip, went to LA for like, you know, another day. Mm -hmm. He uh, showed me some beats. And so I'm like, all right, bet, you know, that's cool. I, I, you know, kind of mumble some stuff, you know, and it's like, <laughs> uh, but it's like, it sounds like kind of cool, you know? So, <laughs> right. Okay. So that song ended up being the song called Adult Conversation. But I go back to Dallas, um, like right after that little trip. And I go to this coffee shop at that time called Drugstore Cowboy. And like, bro, I literally just go in there and just read. Like at this point in time, like you said, I'm just trying to fill in the space, you know? Right, right. So I'm going in there. I'm like, I'm just learning about spirit spirituality, you know, spirit <laughs> spirituality. Right. And also just like, you know, law of attraction and things, just a whole other complex of, of mind you know exactly exactly After reading these things i sign uh or i start just writing this song like just creative spirit comes and i just start writing it you know mm -hmm. and like from the bars to like where it's placed and i hit my boy like yo i i think i just wrote a song bro <laughs> so uh like that next month i went out to la um and drove in his parents house in his room because he just moved back from portugal so he's still trying to figure it out as well at this point okay, you know right right so we both in that thing just cooking and yeah. like yeah making our first song called patty mayonnaise i remember that vibe <laughs> you know yeah, right it was like okay well we have to make a decision because we don't want to embarrass ourselves obviously <laughs> right so we had to make a decision if we're going to do this seriously and once we had that meeting and, you know, it was really sit down and, you know, talk to each other about it vulnerably, you know, in a, in a safe space, 
Yes, um, yes. I was, all right, bet. I'm going to move out here. And then, you know, of course, the first few times performing, like just kind of getting used to being in that was like, honestly, kind of like uncomfortable. You know, you felt oh, like yeah. scary as hell, I'm sure. Scary as hell. <laughs> and, you know, like you, but you, you, you've lived in LA as well, where you see, mm-hmm. like, you know, these people live in a full, you yes. know, passion is like, that's what they're going to do, you know. And exactly. I'm not going to yeah yeah unapologetically yeah unapologetic and i think that that is so dope so once i started being like seeing that and just multiple different forms of art yeah it it um, turned you up it turned you up in a way it turned me up you know what i'm saying so like after that you just kind of build a callus and just like a fuck it about it whereas like anybody's perception or opinion of me you know like absolutely man doing and like you know obviously us being athletes in my mind like i like immediately like all right i got just got to be great bro so just continue to practice you know right apply get, get the, the repetitions get get the reps right. in yeah like applying all the the athletic knowledge that i know mentally into like the music craft and the business craft you know and just Absolutely. being like right, practice bro keep going yeah yeah and yeah. and and even even when you're talking about like artist development you know learning how because i i know you all do gigs um you know also so learning you know stage presence and it's so many nuances you know to music but you know like you said having that former athlete mindset once you lock in on something you're gonna easily be willing to put in the work and it don't matter how long it takes because you know um yeah i have a corporate job too and i'm still like auditioning and stuff like that now um in creativity and this is a form of creativity too this this pod of course um but you know being entrenched in the process because I always say this to my team, people that I manage, like I played football from eight to 27. Right. I had a 19 year relationship with football Program, bro. and I still did not make it to the top level. Yeah. So think about the number of practices, the number of hours, the number of games, the hours of treatment, all the repetitions that I put in over 19 years and I still didn't make it. So do I think that I'm going to try to be an actor or a host and I and I put in three years of work and I go to acting class and I think I'm just going to pop? <laughs> right. So have, having that athlete's mindset, I understand and I know that I can only focus on my journey and that I'm going to have to put in some work and I'm going to have to understand the business and get better at what I'm trying to do. Same with you as music. I think you said six sure. years in music. I'm sure you and Colin talk about it all the time. Man, what's gonna be the one that pop? Or what's gonna be one? But y'all also focus on getting them reps in, staying, you know, staying in the booth, continuing right. to create. Cause you never know what's gonna pop or when you will get a placement, whatever the case. That, and that's the biggest thing is like, you know, you never know. So pretty much, you know, you start, you stop focusing on the outcome, you know, and like just know if you have faith and believe in yourself, bro, when it's supposed to happen, it's gonna happen. But while it's, you know, while I'm in the process of that, I'm just going to get super cold at what the fuck I'm doing, you know, and I'm <laughs> recording where that's being just writing, where that's being like, you know, in the studio. Uh, Cause we got our own studio space out in Glendale, which is like over by Pasadena. So nice. just I'm in there, you know, and Colin just in there just being, you know, nerding out, playing, yeah. being weird as fuck with noises and shit. <laughs> you know, whatever that is, like, I'm going to just do that. And just, like I said, continue practice, you know what I mean? And like, I think for me and, Colin, um, I can speak for him on, on this one is like, you know, that has been just a main focus of just like continued growth. You know, you can you when you see the results, you know, it's very 
gratifying. You know what I mean? It's cool. Yeah, so. man, man, I love that. You know, not focusing on the outcome. You know what I mean? Because everything, yeah. especially especially with social media, everyone is so outcome driven. Like they want to, they want to be the man. They want to, you know, get popular. They want to catch whatever music. They want to get that placement. They they want to get that placement or whatever to take them out of there. You know what right. I mean? Right. So yeah, I love that, man. That that's that's powerful, man. And I definitely want to get both of you all on here to, um, you know, just speak to the journey and more so, yeah. you know, just talk talk about music. But I actually I want to do that in person. So I'm actually planning to come out to L.A. Um, in the first quarter of next year, man. So I'll, I'll yep. try to put that together. Make sure our schedules align, man. So a thousand percent, bro. A thousand percent. Absolutely. absolutely. Hey, I just want to say, Brian, I think this is super dope, bro. You know what yes. I mean? Like doing is dope. I always tap in. I love like everybody you're having on the show. I appreciate it, man. Cool. Like you, thank you for having me on here, bro. I think absolutely. You know, I what like I said, you know, you so everybody starts from somewhere, right? And then like you meet all these people, especially podcasts and music nowadays, where you're like it's like, everybody it's doing a lot of people doing music, a lot of people doing pods, yeah. Blowing up. So yeah. like you keep getting the reps because this shit is gonna blow. Like this shit is dope, you know. Man, like, I'm just I'm just staying, just trying to stay consistent and get the reps it, in, like you said. And and the cool thing about this is, yes, I'm getting a, I'm getting a rep in of hosting my own show, whatever the case. But we're also authentically connecting through real time story. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> so that that's that's easy. It's easy to have a conversation when you're talking about things that actually happen. Um, and that's a perfect segue, bro. Um, one thing I've been trying to pride myself on since COVID is is fostering relationships and giving guys flowers. You know, while we both still here. So you know, meeting you ten years ago and watching your journey. Like I said earlier, watching you persevere through, you know, the roadblocks that you went through with your injury and still getting that, that Dallas Cowboys opportunity and then transitioning in that and into artistry, you know what I mean? And everything else that you're doing, man. I just want to show you that love, eyes to eyes, bro, and, you know, give you your flowers, you know, while we both still here, man. Man, I appreciate that, big dog. Man, that's, that's very, man, I salute you as well, bro. You know, we yes, made sir. Each we were just super young, you know what I'm saying? Super just young, to, just trying to just trying so to like, still get to the dream. Right. And I think it's super dope. Like I said, outside of the podcast, just like, you know, seeing you go through your journey as well, bro. Like act like you said, if you would have told me you was being acting and like just doing all these things, <laughs> I'm like, what? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And like, you know, work you worked out like a madman in college, but like still, like, you know, like we're just super like on it, you know, Focus, man. Yes, sir. I was like, man, you know, that's, I've known, obviously we've known each other for a long time now, you know, so 10 years now. Yeah. 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> people, you know, grow up into the people that they becoming is like, man, just it's, super dope. Dope. it's dope, man. And that's why, like I said earlier, I'm just big on, um, you know, fostering those relationships and, and staying in, and staying in touch, man. So yeah, bro, okay. we'll definitely be in touch. Like I said, I'll be out in LA, uh, first quarter of the year. Hopefully we can have that true in-person sit down, and sure. uh, I'll have For all sure. the equipment to record it, the mics and everything. But looking sure, forward bro. to that. Hey, man, y'all keep killing it, bro. Um, And, you know, and everything you're doing, man, Uh, peace and prayers to you and your family. Everybody stay healthy. And, yeah, Thank man, we'll, we'll, we'll stay tapped in. Same to you, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank all you right, so man, much. I appreciate you, man. Have a good night. My God, love, bro. All right, bro, love. Peace. Peace. So, yeah, guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man, I thought that was just a wonderful episode. 88, Jay Black has a wonderful story as far as his football journey and then transitioning into, you know, the, the creative space, right? 
So yeah, minus two stream order EPs on Spotify Music, Apple Music, Amazon Music. They have wonderful videos on on YouTube that's really showing their artistry. They're you know you know they're they're growing tremendously. Their single out right now is called KPIs. <laughs> and for for my listeners or viewers that don't know, KPIs are is key performance indicators. Uh, that's for our corporate people. You know we we all know about those those kind of reports. So, yeah, if you've watched this entire episode on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a question. Um, you know, if you have anything to comment about, if you listen to this on any of the podcast platforms, please rate us. Please leave us a review. As you know, listenership is one of the ways that we make money. And lastly, but definitely not least, please visit the After Effects show.com. I still have a few of these hats left. Call this the Pokemon colorway. Still have some T-shirts in black and gray. Still have a few magnets left. You know, you put on your refrigerator and still got some stickers left. You know, if you want to put on your laptop or, you know, your 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 fridge or your PC. So please, please support us. Um, you know, I, I marked the part, the prices down a little bit. I'm just trying to, you know, try to, uh, you know, get rid of the rest of the inventory before we restock. So, yeah, um, until the next time. Peace.